Um, I'm Grace, and I read Things Fall Apart. I'm Seamus, I read Purple Hibiscus. I'm Ari, I read Purple Hibiscus. I'm Rachel, and I also read Purple Hibiscus. Uh, we're going to do the first question about religion and tradition. So, um, the two religions that are seem to be the focus of Purple Hibiscus were Catholic, Roman Catholicism and um, Nigerian spirit traditional spirituality i don't think they named the religion specific or they probably did it's just i don't remember the specific yeah. name for but it's um is it polytheistic i think at certain points i think it is yeah, yeah it's the impression. polytheistic religion indigenous to nigeria and roman catholicism which is obviously brought over by missionaries um, what was in Things Fall Apart? Um, Things Fall Apart was in the village of Umopia, I want to say. And um, it was, they didn't really specify like the branch of Christianity. I, I think it was Catholicism, but I'm not sure. And um, the, just the traditional religion of the tribe, which was polytheistic as well. Traditional versus Catholic. Right, yeah, traditional versus. Right, so. How well, is or I would say Christianity because I don't, I don't yeah. know if it's Catholic anymore. One thing that I noticed with like the polytheistic versus monotheistic dichotomy is like um, the, there's a big focus in this book about like Papa as the protagonist, Combali's um, image of God and like she idolizes her father, she doesn't believe he can do anything wrong. She sees him as this huge, all-powerful figure in her life, and um, their father like criticizes their grandfather, his father, for being part of a polytheistic religion, for being a pagan and idol worshiper. When the really biggest indication we see of someone worshiping an idol is Kambali worshiping her father, basically, and it keeps her sort of from acknowledging aspects of actual Catholic theology because her father is her example of Catholic good Catholicism and some of the things he does are just not good and not Catholic. Yeah, it shows that, well at least in Papa's house, the two religions are incompatible with each other which, you know, isn't true in Auntie Fiona's house, is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah. They're shown as like they can work well together and it like creates a happy place other than a, a common ground. Yeah, I never uh, kind of thought how Kabali, like her pop, uh, father, was her like figure of God. Obviously, I knew that he, she like worshipped him, but I didn't view it in that light. But that kind of makes sense with why, like, um, before the introduction for Palm Sunday, it's uh, titled Breaking Gods. So it makes sense why it's well, labeled that. The one thing I have, like, against Papa as the image of God is that in the text, she does say that she views God as pronouncing her name wrong, like the white missionaries. That's true. But I also think that there's a lot of allusions to Papa being like God. Um, yeah, no, where Jaja does that comparison between um, Papa kind of sacrificing his children's, like, well-being to get into heaven. Um, and then God sacrificing Jesus, and why that oh, is yeah. that necessary? And he's the big man. Things things fall apart is like kind of 
similar in terms of like the clash of religions, but it's different because the father figure, like Akonkwo, he um, is like, he feels very betrayed by his his oldest son. He's like, I'm gonna say it wrong, but his oldest son. Because he leaves to pursue Christianity and Akonkwo is very traditional with his like tribal religion. And, um, but his son like, realize like some of the traditions of the tribe like how they would throw away the twin babies um when when like a mother had twins they thought they were evil so they would throw them away and um he always said how he like felt there was something wrong about that and like part of him broke and when his his father they said that his father um his father they were sent kind of like an adoptive like Ikinapua and from a village kind of like as a peace treaty and on terms of their religion they said that an oracle said that like he had to kill him so the father had to kill Ikinapua and Nui was like obviously really affected by that but his father didn't let him feel affected because he thought it like challenged his masculinity and um, so and we just like saw such a such a better path for him like when Christianity entered his life but um, obviously Akonkwo felt so betrayed and like basically disowned him for doing that but really it was just Enri like really struggling with his tradition versus like what he kind of thought was right if that makes sense when when he became Catholic the son did he like alienate the tribe and like shun tradition no he didn't like they they shunned him so, so they um, shunned him yeah so in like in purple hibiscus it's the opposite where yeah papa shuns his tradition instead of the family shunning him yeah yeah definitely so they're definitely very similar in terms mm -hmm. of like religion and tradition and just like personal like awareness of what you think is right i feel like so the two religions are displayed as incompatible? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. At the beginning they're they they're kind of peaceful when they're under the first missionary because they're kind of willing to work with each other, but they still they're 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 I don't know how to say this, like they they un they're willing to like peacefully explain each other's religions to each other, but they have no like intention of adapting any parts so, of the others. Okay. So it has the two different aspects of them being compatible at the beginning and then yeah. incompatible at the end. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Which is similar Def to definitely, Purple yeah. Hibiscus, where, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's like both throughout, where there's um, examples of Catholicism being shared in a good light, and then uh, the more native tradition being shared in a good light as well. I wouldn't say that's like a definitive line where it's like, oh, one's better than the other. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, certainly in Pop's household, he thinks yeah that Catholicism is far superior to his ancient tradition, but the line is more blurred in Auntie Athena's house. I liked the um, part where it seemed like not super focused on in Combley's narration of the moment she was more focused on the, her grandfather, the vision of her grandfather, but her aunt says, because um, that family prays the rosary together um, before bed. Um, the aunt says, uh, come with me your grandfather is going to um, 
do a traditional prayer where he declares his innocence to God, to the main god of his religion and you'll see it's just like praying the rosary and i thought that was a really nice um like statement that like religions all have aspects of spirituality and it seemed like they're saying that the aspect of spirituality in any religion is valuable and it humanizes people yeah definitely i think in things fall apart like it was their religion was more about their sense of identity than their spirituality just like any like he just kind of wanted to be his own person because he was like under so much pressure by his father to be like uh, like a warrior and to like worship all these gods and do things that he didn't want to do so I think it was just more of his like kind of rebellion a little bit against his and in purple hibiscus um catholicism is a lot like a it's a social status for papa too like yeah it makes him seem bigger and better like he's copying the white missionaries he's trying to be i guess less nigerian in a sense i think the religion um that's explored in purple hibiscus has a lot to do with discussing like colonialism and um um that how that would influence um how people perceive it like i was just thinking auntie if ifioma is auntie ifioma whereas papa's name is eugene and like it's not made super clear if he like changed it when he went to missionary school but they did yeah. mention also that he went to oxford and yeah. he got his education he came back he became very rich he's very he's been westernized yeah, yeah, that's what happened, like, when Enmi joined, um, like, Christianity, he changed his name to, like, Paul or something like that. I don't think it's Paul, but... <laughs> Some English name, yeah. That's the first name that came but, to my head. But, yeah, something like that. But Auntie Afama is the one who's a university professor, and there was a focus, too, on Amaka, uh, or Amaka? Um, I know who you mean. <laughs> uh, She's, um, the daughter of Aunt, okay. Auntie Afama's daughter. And she ends up not getting confirmed because she doesn't want to pick an anglicized confirmation. Again, it's that, yeah. it's that struggle between the traditionalist and Catholicism. Yeah, like holding on to your traditions. She's like, I don't understand why I need an English name to get confirmed. Mm -hmm. And the priest who, the, there's one priest who's um, Nigerian who is one. like mm. this big connection between Nigeria and Catholicism mm -hmm. in the story. He but he's shoulders. just like, just pick an English name, just pick an English yeah. name. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. So she ends up not getting confirmed for something that doesn't really seem important to me, but would probably be a lot more important in the sort of household Amaka's grown up in, where she wants to show that she cares about her indigenous culture. Yeah, she, she recognizes the importance of tradition for the indigenous faith along with Catholicism. Well, and also the fact that they were um, pretty much set from moving to America as well. She probably mm -hmm. wanted to keep as much hold onto her um, indig indigenous culture as much as possible. Yeah, she was the most reluctant. Yeah. She was like, oh, you probably listen to American pop music, but here, here we listen to the, um, these groups that capture the music of Nigeria. Yeah, so I think really at the end of um, Purple Hibiscus, you can see that like the best like sense of religion is when 
both are like combined and it's like in the like even medium between Catholicism and the traditionalist Nigerian faith. And right? I, sorry. I think it also has the message that like Catholicism as we understand it is sort of mixed with our culture as in Western Anglo-European culture is already mixed with Catholicism. And so when people brought Catholicism to Nigeria, they were bringing with them, they were expecting part of a culture that was not theirs to be adopted with the religion. Yeah. And I think that this even showed aspects like uh, Father Amadi singing in Igbo during a homily. This showed how Catholicism can be good in Nigeria mm -hmm. if it is mixed with Nigerian culture in the same way that... Culture is an important part of faith. Yeah, I would say that things fall apart. Is definitely, there's definitely a huge clash between um, tradition and religion. But I would say it's definitely more based on, like, not based on spirituality, more based on identity. Like, Akonkwo is just like not a very good person, but his religion is just his identity. It's who he is. It's who their, like, their whole culture is. Oh, religion and identity play a role for um. Kambali's uh, brother, Jaja, and once he kind of gains a new freedom from staying at their aunt's, he starts to question their father and challenge him more, and you also see at like the same time, he starts to question in their faith um, and refuses to get communion and such, which kind of shows that for him and his identity, he associates Catholicism um, a lot with his relationship with his father. Mm -hmm. okay. All right, so okay. wrap it up. Okay. That's about it. That's right. about it.